Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Hello everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the Extra Podcast. Sorry, we couldn't be with you last week. You know, technicalities, upgrades to the studio and whatnot. So once again, I'm your host, Abu Bakr Sanusi, and today I am joined by Mr. Mukhtar Jarmajo. I'm here in Bochi with them, and Ahmed Abu Bakr. Welcome everyone. So, gentlemen, um what can we say 2020 keeps getting worse and worse especially for us here in nigeria and the major news this week is uh an mpc hikes petrol pump prices to 151.56 naira and today i went to get some fuel in my car and it was 161 and buhari what do we say? What do we say? Where does it end? Where does it stop? Mutar, just tell us uh, a bit about your own perspective and how we as Nigerians can get through these hard times that we're in. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I think uh, what I want to say is that um, when things like this are happening, what we need to do before we go to make comments, to you know, make criticisms, what we need to do is to first of all understand the policy, to understand why these things are happening to us. Because we know that uh, you know, every government comes with policies and uh, they try to implement them in the good interest of the people. We should not expect that a government will you know, implement any policy that would uh, you know, deliberately implement policies that would bring hardship to the people. So uh, my thinking is that uh, uh, if you look at uh, the whole policy, it's just about the issue of this uh, fuel subsidy. So the federal government is gradually implementing, uh, you know, its policy of, uh, you know, uh, withdrawing from subsidizing, uh, you know, petrol in Nigeria. So this is what is happening. And uh, if we all understand, we realize that uh, it, it involves a lot of, um, you know, stages before you get the fuel right in front, uh, you know, right at the pump at the filling station. Yeah, but Nigerians can no longer hold their emotions as the president has increased the fuel price and also electricity tariffs from 150, like to, I, I I, to I, 66, respectively. I don't think all these things are about emotions. They are about understanding, you know, what is responsible for all of these things. Um, for, for, if you look at it, right from the day Nigeria started, probably up till now, Government has been, you know, helping Nigerians, has been putting in, uh, you know, money to subsidize so many things for us. Compare Nigeria with other countries, you come to understand what I'm saying. But this is not sustainable. It is no longer possible because of the demands of the time. It cannot be sustained. So we have to choose between subsidies and, say, infrastructure. Uh, you know, say, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, bringing about development uh, in, in, in the areas of health. We have children are dying of malaria. We have we have we have issues, uh, you know, regarding our road our roads and whatever. So if you look at it very well, we have to choose between. You cannot have the two. 
You cannot have fuel subsidy, electricity subsidy, and at the same time have medicine in your hospitals, and at the same time have roads, and at the same time you know have uh, you know uh, medicine uh, when it comes to issues of uh, you know HIV. People are dying of these things. You have other issues that are even uh, other diseases that are even uh, very dangerous. These um, these rat-related diseases they are there. They are you know killing people in numbers even worse than even even worse than this uh, coronavirus. We are putting attention on but there are people that die that are dying of hunger right now you know uh denera is um the value is i would say rock bottom at this moment people can't afford to buy food and pe- that's why we see increases in insecurity you know people robbing and people stealing and right now uh madam abu bakar uh what let, would let you me, say? let me let me say something about this okay. you see when we say that people are dying of hunger we are generalizing things Mm. There are people who are not working, who are not active, who are not, you know, uh, trying to put in efforts to 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 to, to survive, who are dying of hunger. Mm. And then also there are people who are putting their efforts. Who who we may not. Be, I, I don't want to believe that anybody who is active, who is doing well, who is trying to, you know, go and search for food, will die of hunger. We have to look at all these things. We should not be always looking at it from one side. Mm. We should also look at it for, because if you have leadership, then you have followership. Mm. If you have the lead, you have the lead. So all these things are there. We should not just be generalizing that people are dying of hunger. Who are dying of hunger? This is another dimension to the whole issue. Yes. So, Malam Abu Bakar, what is your take on this uh, development? You know, like this decision that the federal government is taking. It's many are saying many are commentating that it's putting too much of a strain on the lives of Nigerians well first let me start that let me start by saying that uh, subsidy in itself is good particularly in a developing country like Nigeria but when you talk of subsidizing consumption that is what is not sustainable because for a country that wants to develop to be at par with other developed countries you don't expect government will continue to spend trillions of naira subsidizing consumption but if government says okay we want to subsidize production which is the sector that will employ substantial part of the population and by that reflate the economy you know and make people to live comfortably that in itself is good but unfortunately what people want in nigeria or the citizens so to speak they want subsidy on consumption and it's no longer sustainable covid-19 has to a larger extent pushed the government to do what ought to have been done long ago. Don't forget that the regulation of the downstream sector, the agitation started even during uh, uh, President Olusegun Obasanjo's time. Uh, time yes, exactly, exactly. So it yes. means that even that time that the economy was buoyant, things were moving, it tells every responsible citizen that subsidies are no longer sustainable. That's where the government found itself in a very dif- uh, difficult prospect that it must, it must at this you know, time say no to the subsidy and even at that we are not completely saying that okay the regulation has been done completely there are instances where government have to come in to put in money to support the lives of the common man the equalization fund is still there mm. so it means that there are distortions within the oil and gas sector which the government has not to a larger extent say that okay we are pulling ourselves out of it still there are subsidies that may come for instance in the form of equalization because in an ideal situation if the government totally deregulate the downstream subsector the cost of petrol in Lagos should differ with cost of petrol in Meduguri for instance because of the difference and you know in terms of cost of you know transporting that uh, you know product but here we are buying at the same price 
all over the federation so it means that still the government is there helping so that our lives will be good for the common man talking about you know the condition of the citizens yes this is a very trying time not only in nigeria but even uh, you know around the globe things are not moving the way it should yeah but other countries are giving out let's say relief materials and you know like uh, giving people uh, money in order for them to sustain themselves but You see people at that time when COVID-19 was at its peak here in Nigeria we would hear people would say hey you know if you have a BBN you'll be given 20,000 and I guess none of us here have received um that payment from the government right now so what would you say would you say that they have given put Nigerians in a state of deceit they say because not many people have seen it the poorest of the poor have <laughs> not seen relief in from the government well, during first, these hard times first we should understand that nigeria we operate a federating country we mm. have federating units i mean federating unit in terms of the federal state and local governments the responses of the federal usually comes through the state structures so you don't expect the federal will carry food palliatives from abuja and come down to states without recourse to structures at the state and at the local level to distribute foods directly to the people mm. as i speak with you the tons of thousands of food items that we are released by the federal government to states no governor has come out to say that my state has not gotten its own share of the palliative that the federal government has given so the question now lies with the states if we don't have structures at the state level that will support the you know moving of these palliatives to the downtrodden where it is needed most will continue to lament and that is the exact situation we find ourselves today there are thousands of uh, you know Uh, tons of uh, you know food items that were given out but you mm. find the common man on the street telling you that he has not seen anything so it tells you that at that state there are problems with the structures at the state and at the local level because if there are effective structures at the state and at the local level if the federal government give the palliative to state it should get to the desired you know uh, uh, you know to the people that need it most but you and I know that the con- the situation we have Le- uh, the citizens are not even pointing accusing fingers to leaders that are closer to them in terms of the local government chairman and the governors all fingers are pointing to the government at the central while the government at the central is doing enough in terms of the tons of grains that we are given as palliatives in terms of the stimulus packages that were rolled out by the cbn don't forget the monetary policy the fiscal policies of the government we are all you know recalibrated to bring in soko particularly to Nigerians due to the pandemic we found ourselves in and billions of naira we are ruled out by the CBN billions of naira we are ruled out you know by other financial institutions for Nigerians to take advantage of in order to be better off amid the you know coronavirus pandemic but the question is the moment someone tells you that he has not seen anything and that is the time someone has seen everything mm. that is it head hotel in Nigeria government never wins yes but right now um many people were saying okay there are critics that say that nigeria's government is too centralized the federal government looks to control everything they haven't given the states enough autonomy to operate and what many 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 people would say huh you know if the federal government would give the state governments that power that autonomy they would have they would implement policies properly they would do things the right way Allah Mukhtar what do you what would you say to those who are saying this 
I do not think that the federal government is taking anything away from anyone. What we have is a constitution. And the constitution has made it clear that what we have, we have a three-tier, we are operating a three-tier system of government. You have the federal, you have the state, and you have the local governments. So for anyone to say that the federal government is actually, uh, you know, taking uh, taking everything to itself, I don't think that is uh, fair or even appropriate. Mm. That is one. Two, what I want is Nigerians to understand is that we have a system. Mm. And until and or unless that system works effectively, there will always be serious problems. As it is, as I said, we have three, we are operating a three-tier system, but if you look at it very well, only the federal government is effective in a way. The state governments are not doing anything. For instance, most of our state governors, if not all, except of course, with the exception of a Lagos state, all the governors don't even understand that they have an economy to manage. What of the likes of Kaduna, Kano? They are doing well. Well, uh, they may be doing well, but looking at the figures, mm. you come to the only state that is effective in that, that is even sustainable in Nigeria is Lagos State. Go and look at uh, only recently the Economic Confidential released, you know, uh, you know, a, a report about the economies of states. Mm. Only Lagos State is sustainable practically because it is generating more than hundred percent. Internally, I mean, internal revenue, it is generating more than 100% of what it is getting from the federal government. I think it is getting about 270 billion from the federal government. That is in 12 months, while it is, while it generates about 398 billion, 270, 398. And the next place is, uh, I think, Abuja. Abuja gets uh, about 30 billion naira from the federal government, but it it gets, I think, about 70, uh, it generates about 70 or so. Uh, billion naira, you know, uh, as internal revenue. So if you look at it, the other states are not even close to that. I think Ogun is close, getting about 70% of what it gets from the federal government. So if you look at it, only, only Lagos State and Abuja can survive without getting anything from the federal government. The two, so the um, coming mm. down to your question, what mm. I'm saying is that if you look at the governors, they don't even know their responsibilities. That is one. They are not managing the economy. Two, they are like a double-edged sword. They have crushed the state government and they have refused to allow local governments to be. As it is, local governments don't even exist because without, you know, uh, approvals, without uh, getting green light from the, from the state government, no local government chairman can do anything. That is when nothing is happening. You see that uh, the, when you look at our local communities, if you, apart from the state, our state capitals, if you look at, uh, if you go to other towns and villages, you realize that there are responsibilities which the local government are supposed to, you know, carry out. They don't. Culverts, shops, name street, naming of streets, they are all there, you know, making our cemeteries good. These are responsibilities of the local governments, but they are not doing because they have refused to be, the, the state governors have decided that those local governments do not exist. So if you have three legs and only one, is strong enough to stand or is standing you should understand that that um whatever whatever those three legs are supporting will not go anywhere so my call on nigerians is that they should sit up call on the our state on their state governors to stand up to their responsibilities also they they should call on the, the state governors to let our local governments be Otherwise, we will continue like this. The federal government should always, the federal government will always, you know, um, seize the show 
but the country will not move anywhere. All right. Now, here we are on Liberty FM 91.7 or 103.3 if you're listening to us from Abuja. And right now we'll be going on a break. Very heated and interesting conversations that we're having with me, Abubakar. And join us after the break with Mukhtar Amalam Abubakar. Living was supposed to be the way you and I are still living. Why you be saying the leaders of the chop money they go because the things that we all know they see them? Why you be saying they took away our right and make silly promises? They want us to believe it. Why you be saying some people do they lie? Why you be saying some people know they try? Corruption and frustration with the bring back condition is what we are feeling. Why you say? So people just sit down to just to look day and night, maybe staring at the ceiling. Why you say? They look into our eyes and tell us it go better. Why the baggers are still stealing? Yeah. Why you say some people do they lie? Why you say some people know they try? I don't die yeah. Why you say? Anytime when we want to do what you we go do or say what you be say? The one thing we say. Say what you do, say the right thing to say. You supposed to do, do what you do, do or say what you do. Why you say the wrong thing to say, but the right thing to say. We did the fight to try to kill each other But we supposed to love one another The wrong thing we say Because they know they go worship together A brother try to kill a fellow brother The wrong thing we say Even as we still they the sofa We still they try to rob one another Why? My brother, why you they choke guy for your brother? The leaders they the top the bread and butter Aye. In our society We know they try make we live like one family Eh what a tragedy, with our wealth we are still living in poverty The wrong thing we say, as poor man they holler The rich ones they hammer, yes so The wrong thing we say, things they scatter The wrong thing we say, we know the border I don't die, yeah Why you say, they tell what we want to do What you we go do or say, what when you big say like, yeah. The wrong thing we say, no one make we they do What you we go do or say, what you we go do say The right thing we say, you supposed to do Why you be saying? See the wrong thing be saying. But the right thing, the right thing, the right thing, the right thing be saying. All man supposed to get the money. All man supposed to be jolly. The right thing be saying. All man supposed to get the motor. All man supposed to the color. The right thing be saying. Supposed to get energy and power. Supposed to get better rod than water. Hey. But why you be saying some people know they try? Why you be saying some people do they like? Why you be saying? Why you be saying? Why you 
Assalamu alaikum welcome back everyone and we it was an interesting break hope you enjoyed the music and another surprising yet um questionable news coming out from Nigeria is federal government to release 30 tons of maize to poultry farmers after import ban so Muhammad Bari in his tweet said to ease the current high cost of poultry production i have approved the release of 30000 tons of maize from the national reserve to feed to animal feed producers and somebody said that the president cares more about farm animals than he does his citizens <laughs> and um i guess mala abubakar what's your take on this uh, news because it's a surprising thing to come out you know from this week you know increasing the fuel price increasing the tariff of electricity and now you're giving out maize to people while people are starving in the country well i think the intervention of the government since you know the advent of covid into nigeria in february has been that uh, different sectors usually have their own you know palliative be rolled out to them by the appropriate authorities Don't forget that two weeks ago there was uh, a package that was rolled out for the transport sector being one of the sector that was hit hard by the covid-19 due to restrictions of movement for poultry farmers that the president in my understanding you know the president came out to say okay we are releasing or oh, I'm directing through the minister of agriculture that 30000 tons of maize should be released is a way of helping particularly those that are into the production of feeds animal feed Maize being one of the major ingredients that is used in the production of animal feed, at least to a larger extent, it will subsidize the prices of animals. Because one of the things that farmers are complaining, particularly poultry farmers, is the high cost or the rising, you know, cost of uh, feed. So, in a way, the federal government is trying to roll out intervention that has to do with the agricultural sector, particularly. animals here so is it will be unfair for nigerians to say that okay the government doesn't really care about the well-being of the people but rather it is more you know giving more energy on issues that concerns animals don't forget that we must be able to support or the government must support farmers when you talk of farmers here not necessarily farmers that go to farm there are different uh, you know types of farming so in a way is a way of supporting those that are into animal production particularly poultry to be able to have soko amid this uh, pandemic so that they too will feel the impact of the palliative that the government has been you know rolling out because this palliative like i said has been rolled out cutting across different sectors the nurtw sorry the road sector recently got their own don't forget that uh, there were other palliatives that were rolled out some directly meant for the citizens some they are geared towards stimulating and reflating the economy which was battered as a result of the you know covid covid pandemic that has uh, affected the country yeah but we we see a case of where the government is just shifting blames 
You know, he Muhammad Buhari told Nigerians that the rising food prices will be, you know, will be a transit issue as he blamed, you know, the middlemen for exploitative behavior, mm. which is one of the factors he said, and I quote, responsible for the high food prices uh, being experienced right now. So this is a sign of the government not wanting to take responsibility that their policies might be one of the factors of, you know, the increase in food prices here. So, Mala Mokhtar, would you, would you agree with the president on this? I agree with him. Why? Yes, I will answer that to you. I will give you the answer now. Now, um, when you, when something like this happens, rather than just begin to argue, what we need to do is to go and find out how many of us who are who, who who are saying no to what he has said actually went to the market to study what is happening now in my understanding before for instance you get maize or or sorghum or whatever food uh, you know commodity uh, to your house you know at the last stage it goes through several stages from the farming from the farm when it is uh, you know brought out as a produce it goes to the market Probably yeah, to several. Yeah, to several. but with the border closure of the borders that we've had, I don't think you no, see. Yeah, with the closure of the borders that we've had, we have had high production in Nigeria, high production. You know, which means that there's a surplus of rice, there's a surplus of, you know, say, poultry of animals because these things have been banned. They are not imported anymore, and which means our local industries are coming up, but yet they're coming up with the prices. Why is that? Then uh, you see, well, I think what the, the federal government is trying to do is to, because some of us are saying that the government needs to like regulate all these things. At any time it goes on to regulate prices, there will be more complications. This issue of subsidy now is also one way of letting the market control itself. So don't expect that government will come to say this is the price or that. Now talking about closing or opening the border now, these borders have been closed, and I think we are on a journey to a very, uh, you know, good destination. So the matter of opening the borders should not even be discussed. What we need to do is to look at how we can solve this problem internally. You said that the people have been to, the, to farm. You said that they have, you know, produced a lot, but it appears it is not enough. I think in that case, what you need to do is to produce more. And those who are saying that um, these things uh, that we have not been, you know, getting, uh, you, there, there has not been any improvement in, in all these things. They are merely saying these things because I started saying something before you stopped me. If you produce, for, for instance, rice, by the time you take it out to the market, it goes into different hands. At that very stage, that is when the middlemen come in. And that is where they hike the price. That is exactly what the president is saying. Now, Another point I want to raise about Nigeria as a whole, we shouldn't continue to ask about what has not been done to us or what has been done to us. What we need to begin to ask is what have we done? We need to also know that we have a responsibility to carry out if at all this country must move forward. Yeah, but how can citizens contribute when they are being subjugated? How are they subjugated? How are they subjugated? Well, firstly, like we said, transportation will increase because of the spike in fuel. You know, many parents now are complaining that they can't afford to pay the school fees of their children because everything is just becoming so expensive. 
the economy it's in a state of disarray what is the government doing to fix this to fix these sort of um try trying try times that we're in just now just a few minutes ago my friend here you know listed a lot of programs a lot of policies the federal government have brought out so what the people need to do now is for them to act it's not the federal government because the federal government have, has brought out just only few 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 months ago or is it even weeks uh, the federal government brought about brought about a policy, brought about a program for the youth, where it 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 brought it it promised to give out seventy five billion naira for 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 youth investment. You understand? Mm. Nasal has been giving money, a lot of opportunities, all this. Um, what do you call it? Ease of doing business. A lot of policies have been brought out. What is left for the people is to now go out, find how they can access these funds or what opportunities they can get and access and begin to work. That is the only thing to do. It is no longer about the government doing. Yes, the government will continue to do, I know. It will continue to do, but it's not really about what the government can do more. It is about the people going out to work. If you don't work, don't expect that you're going to eat. Yes, but um, there is a, a comment that someone said. Uh, it's an article here from Sahara Reporters, and the headline reads, Stop blaming Buhari for current hardships. Nigerians are being punished for sins. Disobedience of God, says APC supporters. Mala Abu Bakar, you will take this. No, let, let me just say something. Let me just say before he goes on. You, you see, there are two, several dimensions to everything. Yeah. If you come back to religion, you come to realize that, of course, spiritually, you will be responsible for your actions. And mm -hmm. God can punish you for your actions. That is very true. Because if you have been going, uh, if you have been listening to preachers, especially in Islam, which I know a little about, you'll be told that God will not make things better for you until you make it better by yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you don't pray, you don't do what is right, you don't uh, look after yourself very well, don't expect that good things will come through you. It's just like exams. If you don't read, how can you pass through miracle? There is a spirit, there is that dimension, of course. That is that dimension. But then um, we wouldn't want to go into that because this is not a religious discussion. We should, I think we should look at it from what we have, you know, on ground, not on religious, uh, you know, issue. Mm. Yeah, but Mala um, Abubakar, do you agree with <laughs> <laughs> with, with this headline. You know, it's kind of funny. What? And they say that um, some Buhari supporters from the All Progressive Congress have faulted critics of for blaming Nigeria's uh, present economic woes on President Buhari. They said that the current hardship in the country was a direct punishment from God to the people of Nigeria for their various sinful acts. They say, and I quote, Buhari has nothing to do with this. It is a result of our sins. We have abandoned God it is nothing to do with Buhari. We should seek forgiveness for our sins. It has nothing to do with the president, as they say. It's even there's even a Hausa song that was uh, that was made concerning this. <laughs> well, I'm a man of faith, and uh, one thing that I can tell you here is that among the people you mentioned, is there any economist in their midst? I think when we are basing, you know, when we are talking about the economy, it's better we allow the economists to tell us what is actually wrong mm. you know, with the economic woes of the country and not, uh, you know, for someone that uh, probably, if you give him pen and paper, cannot even write his name to tell us 
what is actually wrong with the economy here i don't actually go or i don't support those saying that uh, the hardship been you know all the country is facing is as a result of our actions yes i know that uh, you know like i said as a man of faith we owe it a duty as responsible citizens to see that we do things in a way that uh, will continue to provide succor for our fellow countrymen but one thing is central here looking we must talk about the attitude of the you know of nigerians one uh, muktar talked about uh, you know the reason why we even arrived here we should understand the fact that when the covid-19 you know started there was mass purchase particularly of greens in the country by governments and even philanthropic individuals so to a larger extent it pushed the prices of commodities why because there was high demand for these greens and of course under economic uh, you know situation you expect that where there is high demand for a particular commodity you expect the price to to, to go up So basically middlemen took advantage of the situation the country found itself to increase prices to a larger extent simple law of look, economics exactly looking at it from the economic point of view what they did was they took advantage of the situation that present the, the advantage that presented itself to them but mm. on the religious side those that were talking about religion the our religion the religion i profess taught me that i should be sympathetic to the plight of people particularly in pandemic situations like this so i think that uh, it's high time we look inwards and look at our own attitude towards our common you know uh, you know countrymen are we really doing enough in helping to uh, to ameliorate the sufferings of nigerians or we are part of the problems so the truth is it boils down to attitude and unless nigerians put their countrymen first before money then we cannot see that okay we cannot say that we'll get soccer within the shortest possible time so some of these uh, skyrocketing prices of goods commodities they are attributable to the panic buying that was done you know in order mm-hmm. to, to 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 give out grains to people by government so that people will say that government is responding to our plight in our time of yeah but it sounds like you're exonerating of the government of any ill doings no 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 i'm not what i'm saying is it boils down to the attitude like the president said the middlemen in a country like nigeria we don't have marketing bots as are today that regulate prices of certain commodities so for that mm. you allow the market forces of demand and supply to actually determine the prices of items and in such situations you don't expect that government will look up and say that okay we are capping price of rice rice will be sold at so so amount is the dictates of the market that will determine how price or how certain commodity will be sold so i'm not absolving government what i want government to do is that uh, government should do more in giving out some of these palliatives particularly the grains that it has at its strategic uh, you know reserves if we can push some of these grains out to a larger extent it will help in bringing down the cost of uh, particularly staple foods that nigerians are always complaining that uh, is skyrocketing by the day so i'm not absolving government of anything but we should know that the government we have presently under this democratic dispensation does not in any way regulate the prices of uh, you know uh, uh, grains so of course we cannot blame the government directly but rather to blame those that have these grains that choose to take advantage of the situation to inflict pains on their countrymen yeah and speaking of um, the the good things done by the government um, and when the topic of insecurity uh, troops kill 100 bandits arrest 148 in the northeast so it was this afternoon where the nigerian army uh, disclosed that the troops in operation sahil sanity based in faskari local government area of kasuna have killed 100 bandits 
in the last two months since it commenced its operation in the northwest zone of the country. The troops were also said to have arrested 148 suspected bandits, 315 illegal miners, 32 bandits, uh, and logistics supplier, bandit logistics suppliers, sorry, as well as 13 cattle rustlers and marketers during the period of review. The acting director, uh, Defense Media Operations, Brigadier General Bernard Oyoku, made, made the disclosure at a press conference in Fuskari this afternoon. So according to him, the troops uh, rescued 107 kidnapped victims, 3,984 cows, 1,627 sheep and rams, as well as three camels during the period. We say, um, well, well done to the troops. Well done to the troops. I mean, you know, we have always been asking uh, what is being done, and um, this is a good progress, you know, that has been made. It's done all right, Mala Mukhtar. Yeah, that is a good uh, news for us to get. And... Uh what we need to do at this point in time, rather than the way we, 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 we behave. You see, we like spreading bad news. Mm. Assuming a community was attacked, it will be all over that a community was attacked. Some people were kidnapped. It will be all over. We will spread it. But when eventually something good like this happen, you realize that people will just decide to ignore it. And that has an effect on the psychology of the officers and men on the field. It has also um had a psychological effect on the people in government so as a people we should always try to see that good is done and when good is done we should encourage it by you know spreading the news that such good thing has happened rather than just uh you know decide to be quiet but as soon as something negative happens we begin to spread it i think this is the point i congratulate the the men and officers i congratulate nigerians for this and we hope that this will continue and sooner than later we'll begin to see uh you know things will the narrative will change yeah and he also said that a large um, stock of arms and ammunition were recovered including 43 ak-47 rifles one gpmg and 100 uh dang guns as well as uh, 3261 rounds of seven uh, seven uh, 7.62 millimeter special bullets and um it's um an unfortunate thing that you know with the closure of the borders as well but these bandits still have access to import arms in into this country would we say that our borders are porous beyond repair malang abubakar well uh even the common man on the street knows that uh, we have uh, you know hundreds of uh, po- uh, you know entry points that are not being manned and of course you don't expect a criminal to come through the manned borders of course mm. they will take advantage of the unmanned borders that we have to come in we have more than 400 entry points into the country and only few of them few are manned so uh, you expect that uh, criminals will take advantage of uh, you know these uh, access that they have for them to import uh, you know whatever they want to import into the country that is why i don't in any way subscribe to the calls by nigerians that uh, the president due to the continuous uh, or the insecurity in the country the president should sack the service chiefs alone yeah because but they have they the, have overstayed their yes, tenure yes this so is where i'm going to when you talk of the security structure in the country you are talking of about 23 institutions including the nigerian you know immigration service which is responsible for manning you know a patrol on our borders so 
when Nigerians are saying that uh, four should go out of 23, we have not in this country in any way ever protested that the IGPO police should be sacked by the president. And what the military is doing is more of intervention. We are the army, we are the police, we are the civil defense failed to guarantee and provide security for Nigerians. You talk about the unmanned situation of our borders. You are talking of the immigration service. You talk of the borders, again, you talk of the customs. But Nigerians never protested that these people should be sacked, and they are part of the security structure of the country. So it tells you that uh, for 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 a number of years, we failed to do the right thing in terms of securing our borders. Had it been we have a centralized system, that guarantees or that uh, provide the needed checks for whoever is coming into the country, we wouldn't have had some of the proliferation of weapons that the country is currently battling with. And don't forget also the the problem in, you know, in uh, the name of this country that, uh, you know, Muammar Gaddafi was overthrown in Libya. Libya, has yeah. It's to our problems. Now Mali is on the verge of collapse. And of course, you expect that because of the insurgency and militancy going on there, Nigerians too will not be free from this unless... If we man, or if we do the right thing in terms of, you know, reaching out to our neighbors to see that we man the borders, particularly the entry points, to see that, uh, you know, these uh, elements don't really take advantage of the situation to come in with uh, all cash of arms and continue to add to our insecurity problems. Yeah, so it's 91.7 Liberty FM or 103.3 uh, with me, Abu Bakr, and interesting topics and discussions with Mala Mukhtar and Mala Mabubakar. So it's been a pleasure having you gentlemen here today. And we hope that things will get better. We pray that the government does its best. We pray that Nigerians play their part as well in ensuring that we come out well through this difficult and hard times that we're in. So gentlemen, and today we call, right now, sorry, we draw the curtain on today's episode. So, till next week, Salaam Alaikum. Alaikum Salaam. In Obi Asibi before, eh, even the sweetest sugar cane, my brother, everything don't change, it don't change, it don't spoil it. No mind, no mind, no mind, eh, put your hands up now, my sister, make me stand up now as an Because everything don't change, as an don't change, it don't spoil it. Don't mind it, don't mind it, don't mind it. It comes one and two. Suffering smile enough for me and you. Nobody cares in number three and four. Take a look at the powers and my push to the wall. You see them fall for number five and six and seven and eight. They just miscalculate the state of make the relate. They go sit down the debate on who get the cake and the people don't tire to the wait on them. See them, they don't want stop the fighting. fighting. See that them are fighting and criticizing. Only them are just dividing and fighting. What child is providing for iron and surviving. Them are hating, some are faking, accumulating, debating, money depreciating, manipulating to hold us down. But nobody can stop us now. So if you want to make it good, put your hands up. You wanna make it move, make you stand up. Anything where you gonna do, just keep your head up. Make we stand up now. Stand up. If it is sweet like sugar candy, put your hands up. But now it's full of pain, make you stand up now. Everything don't change, it don't change. No mind, man. 
to make this up to the new code Person no be fool oh. You know the rules and the views But still them refuse Looking for a scapegoat to choose And a fool they go use To portray as a political mumu eh. Then go tell I'm making loot and the proof Your party where they rule And when they come refuse Jay. Then go Saturday they confuse They go on to the use excuse to infuse What they know they for book oh. They know what stop the fighting fighting See they them are fighting and criticizing only them are just dividing, dividing. What ya is for fighting? For I and I surviving. They are hating, they are getting and inflating, waiting. They are crazy, miscalculating to hold us down, but nobody can stop us now. So if you want to make it good, put your hands up. You wanna make it move, make you stand up. Anything where you go do, just keep your head up, make we stand up now. Stand up. If in the streets like sugar cane, put your hands up. But I was full of pain, make you stand up now. And smiling, no more. Children are crying, no more. Police they keep harassing, no police more. They don't go feed the night, no more. Political crisis, no more. Cause they don't care, no more. My brothers and sisters, so if you want to make it good, put your hands up. You wanna make a move, make you stand up. Anything where you go do, just keep your head up. Make we stand up now, stand up. If you Put your hands up When I was full of pain Make you stand up now Everything don't change you It don't spoil you No mind Stand up You need to shine your eyes Put your hands up You need to realize Make you stand up Everything don't spoil you Put your head up Make me stand up now You need to shine your eyes Put your hands up And visualize Make you stand up now It don't spoil you It don't change you No mind no mind, no mind, no mind, no mind, my brother, no mind, stand up now, my sister, no mind, stand up now, make me stand up now, make me stand up now, in the air.